Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. On the Texas A&M Sports Network, from Learfield IMG College, this is Studio 12. Wednesday. It's here. Did, it you, did you miss us? When's the weekend, though? Did you miss us? Probably not. I don't but think we at least Nobody out there missed us. We're going to pretend like that's what everyone's saying. They're like, mm-hmm. yes, we did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to feel better about yourself. Yeah, yeah. You got to feel better about yourself. Look, Matt, it's another Wednesday. It's another softball night. Matt's got the scorebook out. It's Will and Matt with you today. What's uh, up? Andrew taking a day off. Yeah. And uh, Well, you know, he had, to, he had a drive he had to make yesterday. To yeah. San Probably Marcus. got back late from San Marcos. Yeah. Hey, he got the dub, so it's okay. Whatever matters. Yeah, whatever ended works. the skid. Good yeah. there, good there. And then softball tonight. Mm-hmm. Sam Houston at Davis Diamond. Mm-hmm. Matt's already multitasking as he does on most Wednesday and Friday shows. Usually you do this on Friday because you got the the weekend you're getting set for. But yeah, way more. Any uh, any good notes in the in the scorebook yet? Uh, or are we just getting like lineups and boxes? Working on. Well, they haven't given me the lineup yet. It's very rude. We got what five hours before well, first you, pitch. You usually get it very early. I, I would think once the afternoon hits, there's potential you have it. It is uh, having worked. Uh, a lot of softball over the years, and, and much more so the opposing team than us. You are used to being able to adjust on the fly. With and you'd know this because you've done TV. You get the lineup maybe twenty minutes before the game starts. But you're <laughs> right. Usually it's the opponent. <laughs> yeah. Rob Childers and Joe Evans are on top of it. Yeah. They'll get you line up early, yeah. and then you just have one side of your scorebook filled out for about three hours. Yeah. And should I <laughs> should I send it to him now and say, hey, here's what we need to do tonight. Yeah. Here's the lineup. Boom. <laughs> And then when I get the crying with laughter emoji, then I know that I probably didn't get it And then the actual one you get is totally different. Exactly. (laughs) No, nothing crazy yet. Uh, Game two of the uh, home and home with with the Bearcats tonight. And then uh, the Ole Miss Rebels coming to town this weekend. Uh, It's uh, a quiet, a quiet uh, athletics weekend. Especially after last week. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Men's tennis has a makeup match on Saturday at one against Alabama and then softball and that's basically it mm-hmm. so that, that at bu- home of course yeah that busy weekend uh, that we just came off of in some ways it was rough in some ways it was really positive gonna hit the positives as we walk it back on this wednesday uh that's how we roll man yeah i think you got to start with men's golf what they did out of traditions club do you know too like about that i was thinking about that sunday um i wasn't able to get out there because ironically we were playing a softball game um <laughs> but if you want to uh, – what happened on Sunday at Traditions is about as drama-filled as a college golf match can get. Mm-hmm. Think about this. So the Aggies are paired with – their Aggies were, what, 11th in the country, something right. like that, paired with number one Oklahoma and number five Texas. So you've also got two rivals in the, in the group with you. Great crowd out there watching. It goes down to the end. Texas fades a little bit, mm-hmm. and then it's A&M and Oklahoma, and the Aggies have a ever-so-slight lead, and then Oklahoma ties it. It goes to a playoff. I mean, you can't get much more drama than that. That was a whole bunch of fun for the folks out there. And for the Aggies, to be selfish about it, yeah, it's a, it's a title. That's great. 
it's a huge victory for them uh, from a uh, – golf doesn't have RPI per se, but, like, when you start talking about seeding a, uh, an NCAA championship field, a vic- victories over those teams mm-hmm. will go a very long way. But, yeah, congrats to, uh, to Coach Corton and then to uh, Sammy Bennett and the rest of the squad there. That uh, If you haven't ever done a golf meet, golf tournament, I tell people – try to get out to that each year the aggies only host one i don't think yeah. the women host one um pick up your aggies and just follow them and it's it's fun and sometimes you get lucky and, and an end it comes down to an ending like that where every putt matters every shot matters it's uh that's a really nice win for them i was i was happy for them yeah and they call it the aggie i love that you know it's the aggie yeah. invitational yearly at traditions club they always get a great field in in there for it and you mentioned that the pairings had a&m with the longhorns and the sooners two high highly touted programs two highly ranked programs oklahoma number one obviously and then the drama with that playoff they go into a playoff with the top ranked team of the country ou and what they did was they all replayed 18 again and the aggies five and the sooners five a&m's five totaled one under i think on 18 and beat oklahoma by a stroke on that playoff hole on 18. So, yes, drama in the playoff. And you also mentioned Sam Bennett. That's three collegiate wins for him right now. And in the middle of it, oh, an appearance on the PGA Tours Valero, Texas yeah. Open. How about that? That works out well for you, doesn't <laughs> yeah. it? So, uh, Sam Bennett, what he's doing right now is incredible. Men's golf, congratulations on their championship out at the Aggie Invitational at Traditions Club this weekend. I think I think it's uh, SEC up next for them, yep. right? April yeah. 21st. And uh, what I think, when you look at where the SEC championships are held yearly, St. Simons Island, Georgia, is that your summer home? 12th man. Uh, well, St. Simon's Roadshow. Island, Georgia, I would think that's where your family, and I'm going to use a verb here, you guys summer there. Should I, uh, you should. Should I you walk should over there with my it. ID and say, uh, yeah, this belongs to me? Yeah. <laughs> this is my property? Yeah. yeah. See this right here? That says, that says I'm in. This has been in my family for generations. I shall pass and uh, go as I please. Yeah, it's uh, it's impressive for them. And then as you look to, you know, what's interesting about the way that the Aggies always play in elite tournaments, but the way the fall was, think about the fall where the SEC decided to go just conference only, basically, in this sport specifically, but other ones as well. Fifth place in an all-SEC field in Arkansas. Third place in an all-SEC field in Nashville. Eighth in an all-SEC field in Tuscaloosa or somewhere in Birmingham, I think. And then you get to the spring. They finish first, third, uh, rough weekend in Auburn, 11th, but it's against a big field. Second, first. I mean, there's some big-time finishes mm-hmm. there uh, for the Aggies. And, and you're right. As the, the women are in the SEC championship. They actually just they teed off today. Uh, the men are next week, a week from today. Men could be in the running for a little uh, trophy there at St. Simons Island. Well, the, the, they're closing the SEC tournament now with match play like they do in the mm-hmm. NCAAs, right? So yeah. uh, match play golf for a title when it comes to teams pairing up, that's proven to do very well for collegiate golf. It creates excitement kind of like you had at the end of the Aggie Invitational because that's what that playoff was turned into match play between the Aggies and Sooners for a hole. Uh, it creates some excitement in college golf. They're putting these things on television now. 
Mm-hmm. You'd be wise to tune in to these Aggies as they now make the postseason run coming off this Aggie invitation. I'll say this, too. I'm not. I've never been. I've, I don't have a dislike of golf. I've just never gotten into it on television. So, like, when the Masters and stuff, it's just not a thing I watch. But I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that I don't play. But you should play because you don't even have to be good at it. That's true. I'm proof. I'll just drive the cart. <laughs> you can be terrible at golf and enjoy golf. Living proof is right across the table from <laughs> right you. there. <laughs> yeah. But it's it is a it's a it's a it it's great what the what college golf has done in partnering with NBC Golf and the Golf Channel and getting these championships on television. They do a first class job broadcasting it. You feel like you're watching a professional tournament. And it is a cool thing to watch your team participate in. It really is. It's it gets you into it. It gets you going. Um, in the SEC, the uh, the final round, the final match play will be televised live, which is great. Uh, but uh, it, it's great what they've done to grow the game, to grow the sport. I think it's great. It's Greyhawk now. I think Greyhawk has the uh, the next couple three years in Scottsdale. I think it is Scottsdale Phoenix played it. Yeah, yeah. Probably not as good as these guys were. Not as good as <laughs> one of the greatest courses I've ever played, and I say I'm terrible at golf, even with how bad I am, one of the worst rounds of golf I've ever played. <laughs> and had I played well, that course would have buried me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, And that's a long ways off. But it's just cool that you'll be able to follow these things on TV. It's, it is it is entertaining to watch, especially as it gets deeper into the round. But yeah, so they uh, they capped off that regular season with an exclamation point. Uh, women, as I said, just underway today in the first round of the SEC championship, and then the men next week. So it's going to be fun to watch that uh, play out. And it was interesting that the Aggie Invitational was held the same weekend as the Masters because over in Augusta you had two former players in the golf program, Cameron Champ and Ryan Palmer, who played well in the 2021 mm-hmm. Masters. As Saturday was uh, rounding up, Round three, they were right around there in the top 12. And then Cameron ended up finishing, I think it was 24th. uh, Ryan Palmer, I think, was right around 35th, 36th. But for three days, really good golf by a couple of Aggies, Cameron Champ and Ryan Palmer out at the Masters, while our golf team, current 2021 squad, was winning the Aggie Invitational back here at Traditions Club. So on the links, just a fantastic weekend for Texas A&M. Also, sticking with the positives, on the pitch Saturday night, G. Guerreri and the soccer team beat number three TCU, and that completed the regular season as they moved things into the spring for the first time in their history. Yeah, and that's one that uh, I know they desperately wanted. It's uh, and I can say this because I'm real close with G. We're, we're pretty good friends. But uh, I think he was overthinking a little bit this spring, and he was super nervous about because the field has shrunk. It's not a 64-team tournament this year. It's 48. Mm-hmm. They were going to be more than fine in the tournament, no question. They won the SEC. Maybe one loss you might consider a bad loss, but their resume is more than deserving of getting in. This, though, not only iced it, it might get them a bye. Uh, it probably will get them a bye because they were sitting around 20 uh, in the rankings when they beat number three TCU. First so loss of the year. Top 16? Yeah, so what Don't they're doing is the, the top round? Yeah, the top okay. 16 will get a bye. Uh, and and in, in soccer this year, the whole thing will be held in the North Carolina area. So it's kind of scattered around 
the championship is in Cary, North Carolina, but mm-hmm. there'll be matches in Raleigh and Winston Salem. Like they'll be kind of in that general vicinity to try to limit travel. But uh, that win is to me going to ice them. Uh, I think it's going to ice them a bye, and then that means they would not have to play in the first round. So you would automatically be in the second round of the tournament. So that would keep their streak alive. Uh, again, they were going to be in anyway. I thought, uh, but that's a really nice exclamation point victory. For uh, and it's a. Tr- I mean, if we had him on, he'd tell you the same thing. It was a tremendous this spring, especially. It was a tremendous challenge because it almost backfired on the SEC soccer coaches. You know, because they went through the fall and played. They played really them in football were the only ones that played a a full season um, through the fall. So they played a full season essentially uh, without the postseason or without the the NCAA championship, but. They played it, crowned themselves a conference champion, and then they were scrambling to try to find games because mm-hmm. there were some conferences in the spring that were only allowing conference competition. There were some teams that were playing league schedules and didn't want to play out of con- – you know, it's it was very uh, challenging for them to get a schedule together. They had multiple games postponed, not on our end, on the other side, but uh, powered through it. That's a really nice feather in the cap. Uh, they will find out on Monday – that uh, uh, where they – well, not where. They know where they're going. But they'll find out Monday with a bracket and where they're playing. That's around lunchtime on Monday. Um, and then it's off to North Carolina, and let's see how far they can go. All right. Maybe they do get that by right. through the opening round after the win over number three TCU on Saturday night. So we're rolling underway on this Wednesday on Studio 12. Back with more in a bit on the – we return here on Studio 12, south end zone of Cow Field. And a reminder to all you homeowners and potential homeowners, if you are looking to purchase a new home, refinance, maybe you want to take a cash-out loan. Uh, if you're interested in any of these things right now, call Matt Winslow. He's Aggie Class of 01, and he's got over a decade of experience in the mortgage industry. You can reach him at 936 443 3064. That's Matt Winslow, Aggie Class of 01. Call him at 936-443-3064. He just needs five minutes of your time, and he's going to give you an honest answer right back. Give him your numbers. That's all he asks for. Plenty of potential clients. He's told, look, you're in really good shape. I like where you are. Just keep doing what you're doing. And then if you want to talk a little Aggie football, Aggie athletics, he'll do he'll do that <laughs> with you. But uh uh, he's got an honest answer waiting for you. Uh, interest rates are really low still, so perhaps he can come up with a number that you're going to be better off with. And if he can, let him help you. That's what he wants to do. I think you owe it to yourself to, uh, if it's something you're considering, owe, owe it to yourself to give him a call because, like Will said, there's no pressure. There's none of that. It's just let me run the numbers. You need it when you're dealing with something like this, you want to deal with a professional that knows what they're doing, that really has is in this day in and day out. Realistically, how many times are you going to buy or refinance a home in your entire life? 3, maybe maybe 3, maybe 4 at the most. He does this all the time. So it's it's a perfect person to call and just uh, just play it out, see how it works out for you and see if it's the best move for you and your family. Absolutely, and you can reach Matt Winslow at 936-443-3064, 936-443-3064. And he might ask you who the quarterback's going to be. He could. He could. What's your take on the quarterback? Yeah. I'm going to go out there today and find out. <laughs> it's Wednesdays when I actually get to make football practice. Yeah, can't we, make we the missed scrimmages. you on Monday. Yeah, we got diamond sports usually on Saturdays, so, so I can't make the scrimmages, but Wednesdays is my day that I can get out there. So today – 
I'm up again. I got, it's my turn in the rotation yeah. to get out there. We missed you on so. Monday. It's okay. I know. We just that's went shorts right. and shells on Monday, so I know that's not really like Oh, that. I want to see people hitting people yeah. hard. Yeah. I'm guessing it's full pads today. It better be. If not, I'm going to send them back. Call time. Tell Jimbo, <laughs> yeah. hey. Got to go fully padded. This is really the only day this week I can get out here. Exactly. We, we got to go full padded. Team for two hours. Team on team. Yeah, please reschedule <laughs> everything. <laughs> That'd be nice. Texas A&M softball back in action tonight. Sam Houston State out at Davis Diamond. We mentioned it earlier that this weekend, Joe Evans and her team has the Ole Miss Rebels coming to town for a three-game set. And it is really getting to become an important time of the year for Texas A&M softball. And you might almost start qualifying it, Matt, as the home stretch because they are 26-11 and 11 overall. Five and seven in the SEC, obviously against the best conference in the entire country. So you're right around there at 500. And I've got it at 14 regular season games left. It's not for much. For the Aggies. Might, might go ahead and call it the home stretch. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, I mean, this is, a, this is a big home stand. Didn't get off to the way the Aggies. One of the two they ran into. It's interesting. Uh, this is what I, I felt like after the series uh, against Auburn, it epitomizes this league and how tough this league is. So you have a team rolling in here in Auburn, and if you just look at their record, they were 1-8 and eight in SEC play. You think, oh, they're terrible. We're going to take care of them. Well, Auburn won two of three, but as you dove into the numbers, Auburn had played the fifth toughest schedule in the entire country, including their three SEC series that they had played against. They had played against Alabama, Arkansas, and Missouri, who were three of the top four teams in the SEC standings. Auburn's pitcher – the kid that threw on Friday and Sunday who beat the Aggies twice, is a freshman, leads the SEC in earned run average against the fifth toughest schedule in the country. So runs were at a premium. You kind of felt like they might be. But, again, this is where you when you dig into the numbers, um, you can't just look at a team's record and go, oh, there's no way we're going to win a game. Or, oh, we're going to sweep them. That's not how it works, really, on both Diamond Sports. But – uh, in the, for this one. So disappointing result for the Aggies. But again, you're in a stretch right now where you'd like to gain some ground. Uh, missed uh, maybe an opportunity to take two of three against Auburn over the weekend. You got another big series coming up on uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday against an Ole Miss team who is playing very well. And then you go to a winless Mississippi State team. Uh, that is the spring football weekend. But again, they've played some very tough games they've had some really close scores in that stretch so nothing will be easy nothing's ever easy uh in this league but um we'll see I mean the Aggies uh you know I I I talked with Joe after the game on Sunday she felt uh, you know she's disappointed obviously in the results but she does feel like her team got better uh some of the things that that concerned her in the previous couple weeks they improved on um and as as she as a coach and the coaching staff breaks that down, you can you can see that. Uh, but they're not here, you know. And they'll tell you this: they're not here to 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 just get better, you know, like to to play better but lose. I mean, they they're there to win, and they're very fiercely competitive. So you got an opportunity tonight against a uh, you know at, uh, Sam Houston. Not really great statistically speaking this year. The Aggies have already beaten them once. Um, it's good to maybe get that taste out of your mouth, get back on the field play well, and then take that momentum into a big series against Ole Miss this weekend. Mm -hmm. And I was looking at the NCAA RPI, now it was updated 
basically late Sunday, and, and we've rolled into Wednesday here. But at the last update of the RPI, I had the Aggies at 37. Uh, when you look forward to this weekend against Ole Miss, the Rebels 26. Mm-hmm. But really, any SEC series you play, you've got the potential for a real RPI boost. I mean, the whole league's in the top 50. Well, so. Auburn, remember I told you they were 1-8 and eight in the league. They were 10th in the RPI when they <laughs> rolled in. I'm telling you. So yeah. if you're the Aggies and you, you see – the opportunities of, and and if you're a And M as well, even as we work past the Mississippi State series, you got Kentucky, twenty one in the RPI, Florida three in the RPI. Mm-hmm. So there are many opportunities uh, to continue to boost the resume, uh, and as you look at the SEC as well as you mentioned, um, as you mentioned, uh, Ole Miss this weekend, every single team in the SEC is in the top fifty in the RPI, including a team in South Carolina who has won one league game. So <laughs> it tells you just how brutal this league is. Um, but, again, there's uh, no one's feeling sorry for anyone else in the league. It's not like you're looking at a team going, oh, man, that, uh, no. You want to kick these teams when they're down. So, uh, again, great opportunity for the Aggies tonight at 6 to uh, right that ship, get back, move forward for a big uh, series. You've got five games remaining on this home schedule, and then you're right. Uh, after that, six yep. or uh, nine, excuse me, nine yeah. games left at Mississippi State, Kentucky at home, at Florida, and that's it. Wow. Flies by, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Indeed, it does. <laughs> Softball 26 and 11 overall, and they face Sam Houston State tonight out at Davis Diamond. Last night in San Marcos, A&M baseball picked up a win 8 to 4 over the Texas State Bobcats, got them off the schneid a little bit. They had lost six in a row uh, before getting on the bus to go to San Marcos. So they come back with a win. And baseball, 20-15 and 15 overall now. They've got three non-conference games remaining. One thing they always want to do, when you think about the minimums, what gets you into the NCAA tournament, just the minimums. Uh, you want to get to 20 non-conference wins. You want to get to 15 in the SEC. That's where you, if you can hit those metrics, you say, all right, we're probably in. Now, once you hit those metrics, you try to go further on. How high can you get the seating? Can you host? You know, if you get closer to 40 wins, you might host. If you can get closer to a championship in the SEC, you might be a top eight national seed. You might be the, you know, usually the number one overall seed if you win this league. But for the Aggies, uh, you're three wins away from getting to 20 in non-conference, and then comes the hard part. Uh, you're three and nine in the SEC. If you want to get to 500 in conference play, you're going to have to go 12 and six the rest of the way in league action in the next four series. Call it what you want—a gauntlet, murderer's row, whatever. Because the next four series, if you go by the D1 baseball poll, are against number one Arkansas this weekend. Then it's number five Tennessee. Then it's number four, Mississippi State. And the final of these four coming up is against number six, Ole Miss. One, five, four, and six in the rankings, your next four series. It begins this weekend at the top-ranked team in the country, the Arkansas Razorbacks. So baseball, three and nine in the league. And just, I mean, a gauntlet to run right now. And you really got to make up ground to try to get to 500 in the SEC. Yep, but you can't play them all at once. And uh, what a great way to kind of get things rolling back in the right way to go on the road. And uh, 
take a take a game or two out of Arkansas. And you know, yesterday, I don't think that's understated how nice of a, a win that was, just for just to feel better about yourself, just to get things going. Um, there were moments in yesterday's game. I mean, the Aggies were in control, but you know, one of the things that that was pointed out was every time Texas State scored, the Aggies answered. Now, if you don't do that the way you're playing you know that you're in a tough stretch right now maybe you drop the game but they were able to respond and rebound and get the win and i think it's a great feel-good win as they uh, hit the road to head to Fayetteville yeah that starts on friday saturday and sunday the aggie baseball team at arkansas so that's what's happening on the diamond this weekend softball at home out at davis friday saturday sunday they get the old miss rebels Told you the Aggies 37 in the RPI softball-wise coming into this week. Ole Miss 26, so a chance for a resume boost right there for Joe Evans and her club. And then baseball after getting the win last night in San Marcos. They go to Fayetteville this weekend to take on the top-ranked team in the country out at Walker Baum Stadium, or Baum Walker Stadium, excuse me. The Arkansas Razorbacks await the Aggies. Again, the next... uh, Four weekends are against the top six in the country. Uh, ran through it, but it, it's Arkansas on the road. Tennessee, they will be here. That, that is here in yeah. College Station the weekend of the maroon and white football game. So you get number five, Tennessee, at home. Number four, Mississippi State, in three weekends from now. That's on the road in Starkville. The Ole Miss series against those number six Rebels, that's back here in College Station. So a gauntlet to run in the next four series, two of those at home two on the road but this weekend away from college station in fayetteville to take on arkansas back with more uh, as far as what's coming up in texas a&m athletics it's will and matt taking you through the wednesday show right here on studio 12 on the zone welcome back wednesday edition of studio 12 will johnson matt simon in the south end zone of kyle field in business Getting your team home safe is the only way to win. With safety resources, training tools, and programs that keep your people healthy, see why Texas Mutual Insurance Company is the right call for workers' comp at TexasMutual.com. Told you I'm going to make it out to uh, football practice on this uh, Wednesday. Maroon and white game, April 24th, Saturday. We know that's a 1 p.m. kickoff. And... For more information on it, I believe you can go to 12thman.com slash spring game. Yes, you can. All the info for that day right there. Yes, you can. Gates open at noon. There will be concessions. Uh, more information on there. It's got the Legends game rosters, at least to the you know the current list of guys uh, committed to it. So uh, plan the day. Let's hope for some nice weather. You also got a baseball game at 5 o'clock that day, so you can really make a day of it. Ought to be fun. Burn and white game weekend. Uh is this my hit my quota on the reminder of the opener? Kent State, uh, I'll September allow it. Fourth, I'll allow yeah. it. Do you need a? Uh, I'm already. I'm already looking at 2021 opponents, man. No, I'm about to dive in real quick. You are. Kent State as the youngest Division One head coach, Sean Lewis. You know what else he is? You want a little a little nugget on Sean Lewis that just means absolutely nothing, but is also out there. Youngest D1 head coach, but you know what else he is? The tallest. He's 6'7". <laughs> that and might be one of your best nuggets ever on this There's today's show. opponent's preview of the Kent yeah. State Golden First Flashes. Up. Yeah. 
first up. Younger, we are facing the youngest and the tallest head coach in D1 football. <laughs> they uh, traditionally have a high-power offense, don't they? Yeah, oh, they're going to sling it. They're going to sling it. And we will, you know, this summer we'll kind of do some opponent previews. We'll, we'll get you ready for who's coming to Kyle Field. Obviously the road matchups too, but uh, they yeah. sling it around. Got a quarterback that had one of the best completion percentages in the entire country last year. So they can cause some headaches if you're not ready. They're going to try to keep you unbalanced and on your toes if you're if you're Mike Elko in that defense. But and they're going to go quick. They're going to try to snap it a hundred and something times a game. So uh, <laughs> you got to be ready. As uh, Sean Lewis and the Golden Flashes, they'll they'll be in September fourth. But, but spring who's ball, counting? Who's but, counting? Well, not, I am. But I, yeah, but I don't know if anybody wants to he- hear me on that right now. But. Uh, uh, spring balls matter at hand in the maroon and white game is April 24th, 1 o'clock here at Kyle Field. Matt told you earlier that women's golf, they have started play today in the SEC championships. Uh, softball tonight, told you about that. Sam Houston State out at Davis Diamond. Equestrian starting the NCEA championships uh, this weekend. Yeah, Thursday. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Friday and Saturday, men's and women's tennis out at the Mitchell Center. And uh, women's tennis, they had a match added, I believe, because they're going to Tuscaloosa. Yeah, there's for all the, kinds of goofy yeah, things they, going they, on. They, yeah, so, but that's not a home match. Uh, they're going to Tuscaloosa for the SEC championships mm-hmm. uh, next week, and I believe they've added a match for them against Georgia just prior to that bracket getting underway out there. So Yeah, they had a stretch uh, of uh, about a week and a half-ish where they had three matches postponed. Mm-hmm. It was Tennessee, Ole Miss, Georgia, and so they're the. Since you had a schedule already built, they had kind of left a little bit of a window on the back end to fill some games. So the Aggies are actually, uh, you know, they're playing today against Tennessee uh, here, and then um, scheduled to play Ole Miss, and then they're going to face Georgia. But they're just going to go ahead and go to the tournament site. Uh, just go ahead and head to, to Tuscaloosa. Since all the teams are heading there, anyways, just play the match out there. Uh, they'll be in the discussion for a uh, for a host. The women, uh, depending on how they do over this next week. Men, fourteen and seven, six and five in the SEC. You know, Steve Denton and Mark Weaver—they always have it going pretty well out there, and that's where the men are as they go mm-hmm. into action this weekend. Um, you know, I wanted to ask: you're researching and hosting at the same time. You're always a multitasker. Which we can do. Yeah. What do you got out there right now? As you're looking forward to A&M, Sam Houston State tonight out at Davis Diamond. I see some box scores. Is that recent box scores? What, are you figuring well, out who's hot right now? Well, as you uh, – not to throw any specific uh, folks uh, under buses, but, uh, you know, a lot of these uh, midweek games, you're not necessarily going to get a lot of information. So uh, you gotta you got to kind of put it together. you got to dig, huh? Yeah, I'm just trying to see if we got some trends and tendencies. Uh, you know, this is the best way to get a game preview from you. As you research, as you got the scorebook out, as you have old box scores out, I can see some season statistics there. Yeah, I got a little bit of a uh, – I got it, Sam Houston's uh, last four games, kind of taking a look at that. Who uh, did well for the Aggies the last time they met up with Sam Houston, you got any of that? Are you going to say? Yeah, let's uh, see if I can remember. So I remember Danny Elder hit two home runs. I believe I am accurate on that. Uh, mm-hmm. That is correct. Um, Ashlyn Walls hit a home run. Kelby Fortenberry drove in two. Uh, Aggie's got a good start from Kayla Pointer. Grace Uribe in relief. So, you know. wonder who starts tonight. 
I don't know. I could text and find out, but I think we'll just make people tune in tonight. That's better. Yes. Yeah, see? It's called teasing. On our sister station, Gospel 97.3. Also inside the 12th Man mobile app. (laughs) Uh, I do want to plug that app, by the way, for people that don't have it already, that free 12th Man mobile app. Uh, I actually used it last night. It's funny. uh, I'll use it uh, when I'm driving home sometimes just to try it out. Uh, It's such a simple thing that we've just never had is the audio, game audio on your phone, anywhere you are. You can tune in and listen. And so I was able to pick up uh, Monaco from – Bobcat baseball, Bobcat ballpark. Yeah, Bobcat ballpark. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Say uh, that three times fast. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to uh, cap that with uh, Go Mobile and Gigum. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yes, Go Mobile. Please mobile Go app. Mobile yeah. and Gigum. Gigum as well. Exactly. But, uh, when you went over to Huntsville for softball, you had that odd broadcast position, didn't you? Yeah. Weren't you behind some fans outdoors? Uh, yeah, they're yeah they have a nice little stadium. It's uh, yeah. it, right by the baseball field, right by Don. Yeah, I was Don. I right? was basically tucked behind the left field foul pole for lack of a better term baseball because of the way they both sit facing the same direction so softball is kind of if the baseball field sits softball sits in the kind of the past the left field corner of um it would like be having a softball field in the rec center parking lot basically it's kind of the, their setup so we were set up uh, first base side it's a little unique view uh, you can still argue just as well with umpire strike calls wherever you're sitting. That's one thing I've learned. Um, you know, usually I like to argue with them when I'm sitting behind home plate, but now I can <laughs> see just as badly there. Uh, small ballpark. Uh, it is. I, I forget how small it is uh, compared to now Davis Diamond, um, where the Aggies uh, used to play. The old Aggie softball complex was a small ballpark. Uh, that one was as well. But, um, but, yeah, it was a nice little quick trip over. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, nice little home and home opportunity there, and uh, get the. It was actually, I think, the first. Yeah, it was the first road game of the year. It was in, back in early March. It was about six weeks ago, maybe. Yeah, maybe about six weeks ago. Yeah, I didn't realize it was that long ago. Yeah, nice to be back in your booth tonight. <sighs> yes, <laughs> I'm gonna lock the door, keep everybody out. <laughs> oh, so uh, don't bother uh, bringing you any beverages or food. Well, or anything, you could do you know? that. Uh, so I was talking to somebody about they wanted to come and just kick back and uh, enjoy the game as a fan. That's one thing we don't. Uh, there's no complaining here, but it's one thing we don't uh, – I think because we work so many events, we don't do it enough, is to kick back and just enjoy the game as a fan. Uh, because yeah. you're you're there so much that the times you don't have to be there, you decide you may want to take, take, the, take the night off. But to be able to kick back and watch, like when I've gone to major league games, it's just fun to not have to worry about every pitch and walk around. and Unless it's your Rockies. Come on, you're honed in on every Not pitch on, no. the Rockies. You know, I didn't even check yesterday. Let's Uh-oh. See if they, Uh-oh, you don't know I the Rockies? I suspect that they lost because they were playing the Dodgers. But I'm they, hearing that too much from you. You need, you need faith and hope. You know, it's not it's 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 early in the season. Yeah, I shouldn't have, shouldn't have checked the score. Oh, yeah. darn it. Okay. <laughs> Looks like Bauer outage. Are they struggling? Well, they're just not that great this year. Okay. Seven inning, one hit shutout for uh, Bauer outage. Well, you're going to. Lost 7 nothing. You know what? You're going to stick with them anyway. Did I, I tell you, you about my uh, friendly wager between uh, members of the office here? Yeah, I did yeah. hear about that. And it deals with futility. Yeah, and a local team in the Texas Rangers yeah. uh, who we have an affinity for. Uh, we have uh, – Well, those in the office do. Yes. We have uh, decided that someone's buying someone lunch if their team finishes better in the final standings than the other team. Because, my because st- your Rockies and Rangers fans around here – the expectations are pretty low. 
Yeah, I mean, we yeah. <laughs> we don't want to set ourselves up for disappointment, so we're just going to realistically take this here. Right now, I I would be getting the lunch if the season ended today. <laughs> just by a game. You know, yeah. maybe you can make up ground in the remaining 140-something games left. Got time. You get, how many fun? are they playing this year? Is it a yeah, I think that's a full season. Okay, yeah. all right. Because right. uh, I think it's uh, I think the Rangers fans in the office are cheering for the Rockies because then they would get lunch. <laughs> I am cheering for the Rangers because then I would get lunch. So it kind of works. If out the for World the Series is not in play, then you just go for lunch. That's, that's it's all about the food. That's what you're trying bracket. to do. Yeah, <laughs> that's good stuff. We'll keep you posted on that later in, in the major league season. But uh, I want to remind folks that uh, right now we have our town hall session with our AD Ross Bjork scheduled for April 22nd. Uh, he comes on, he answers the 12th man's questions. So if you have anything for him, submit it at 12thman.com slash askross. You can get the AD questions of your own right through the official website of Texas A&M Athletics. Go to 12thman.com slash askross. Next town hall with him is scheduled for April 22nd, a couple of days before that maroon and white game. Will and Matt back with you to close out this edition of Studio 12 in just a bit on The Zone. Listen up, all you homeowners and potential homeowners. If you are interested in purchasing a new home, maybe you want to refinance. Maybe you want to uh, take a cash-out loan. If you're interested in any of these things, the man to call is Fighting Texas Aggie Class of 01, Matt Winslow. He's got over a decade of experience in the mortgage industry. His number is 936-443-3064. Again, his number is 936 936- Four four three three zero six four. He can help you with what you don't know. There's a lot that goes into the refinance, the purchase, the cash out loan. You may not know. That doesn't matter because he's there to help. He can walk you through all of it. He can ease the stress. Uh, I always love the story about uh, a customer of his you know, went through the process uh, with Matt. Uh, by the end of it. Everything had gone the way they wanted, and, oh, by the way, their credit score shot into the 800s. So they called Matt back to thank him for his services. Uh, They borderline had tears in their eyes. But Matt Winslow is there to give you an honest answer if you just give him your numbers, give him a call. If he likes where you are, he's going to tell you, stick with what you're doing. At this moment, you don't need me right now. But if you do need him, if you need help, that's what he's there for, to help you out with whatever you may need. That's right. Give our uh, guy Matt Winslow a call, 936-443-3064. He is uh, Matt Simon's favorite Aggie class of 01. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's, I've got yeah. uh, to pick my favorites, right? Yeah. And I'll, we'll talk sports with them. I'll settle for number two if, 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 you're, if you're actually ranking. If you're just picking a favorite, it's Matt Winslow, but I'll, I'll go with number two if you want to keep ranking. Okay. Yeah, second place. That's still good, right? Some medal. Will you keep me posted on that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to go through the roster of the class of well, yeah, and well, decide what I'm going to do. I noticed there. you didn't commit to, to me being yeah. number two out of the class of Well, you know, I, I don't want to just speak out of turn. Well, you know, you're over here researching. you got to do your research. you got to you got to dig in, see who all's in the class of 01, you figure know, it out later. Yeah, exactly. No doubt. Uh, softball tonight, Sam Houston State. Out at uh, Davis Diamond. Uh, one of the things that was interesting we learned a, a week-ish ago is that when it comes to the Diamond Sports, your sites for regionals and super regionals will be 
selected well in advance of when they usually are, really about three weeks early uh, for baseball. I think it's a couple weeks early for softball. You get into a situation where whoever the 15th and 16th seeded teams are that are maybe your final site selected to host, well, maybe they go cold the rest of the year. And maybe 17 and 18 who were just left out got hot. Well, it's not going to change. 17 and 18 still going to be left out when it comes to hosting. And then I think uh, the big concern is that it might create some super regionals, maybe two, maybe three, maybe four of them, where you're going to have a site hosting a super regional and their home team isn't going to be in it. Hmm? You think of a baseball scenario of uh, Starkville, Mississippi, who likely, with the way the Bulldogs are playing, would be selected as a host for regionals and super regionals. Well, let's say the Bulldogs don't make the super regional. And what if you get a North Carolina against a Arizona in Starkville, Mississippi? Well, that will wipe out all atmosphere and energy of what is usually a special time of year. And that's just a made-up scenario I went with. Yeah. I mean, you could play it out through baseball and softball all over the country with what, the way this may work out. Yeah, and I think what I do like about this, though, is this is returning uh, things to normal, which is where they should be. Um, <clears throat> it's not a single site. I don't know how in the heck you could host a baseball, 64-team baseball tournament all in one site. I have no idea how you well, do that. Well, double elimination, the amount of games. Oh, it's ridiculous. And sites. Incredible. Like, where could you play the games? Yeah. Um, I do think they are going to try to give the higher-seeded teams the hosts. Uh, I don't think – for example, Davis Diamond is a – palace and the best softball stadium in the entire country i think we will i think we have put in a bid um because we would not at this time be a host team in a normal scenario i don't believe they would give us one but they could uh, because that's one thing they put down was that you might be selected to host a regional and your team may not be in it you still have to host a regional so teams understood that when they bid i think more realistically they will uh they well, I think they'll take spacing and such into consideration. But I think more realistically, they're going to look at the seeding. They won't go truly one to sixteen, but they will uh, do their best, I think, to reward those teams that are, for example, Norman, Oklahoma is going to host one. You know, mm-hmm. Oklahoma's number one. Yeah. So, and I think the same thing's going to happen on the baseball side. Yeah, and I th- you're going to get on May 10th is when the the baseball selections are going down. I mean, you're going to get twelve, thirteen teams that are worthy of a host, and even by the end of the regular season. They'll be fine. They'll be there. Yeah. I mean, they'll still be worthy host teams. It's really just that back end one or two, mm-hmm. the the bubble hosting teams. You know, say one of them goes cold and probably played them way out of what usually would be a host role, but somebody got hot, it just won't change, you know. Yeah, I like and, it. I like it. I like, uh, you know, track's going to be hosting the regionals on, on campus like they have. In fact, we've got one of them here. Uh, you know, golf is going to do their – their thing with their regional sites i mean so it's it's trending back to normal which is great yeah well last year we had no college baseball or softball exactly we didn't get sec games in except for (laughs) softball got three in at kentucky and then it was called off but in some ways you're like hey that's a little bit different in the postseason i'm not sure but you're also saying hey postseason's back (laughs) nice (laughs) to have it back oh yeah so uh softball tonight against sam houston state And this weekend against Ole Miss, all out at Davis Diamond. Baseball on the road this weekend at number one, Arkansas. And we are back on Friday to discuss all of it a bit more right here on The Zone.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.